Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Thanks so much for being here and hanging out in the windowsill with me today. Really appreciate it. Today was a really fun one for me, or was, is. I just recorded this great conversation with Nicole Stevenson. You know, every once in a while, you come across people who you feel like could be a real soulmate. You know, your paths are very much aligned. What you stand for is very much aligned. And I just loved talking to Nicole today. Nicole is a multi-passionate creative. She is the guru and head creative mastermind behind Craftcation Conference, Dear Handmade Life, the Patchwork Showmakers Festival, and she's just got so many plans for you. (laughs) It's very exciting. Before I tell you a little bit more about Nicole, I want to read the review of the week because I think it fits as I do. Thank you, Carolina Elizabeth, for submitting this review on Apple Podcasts. And I encourage you all to do the same. I really appreciate it. A guide for every step of a creative career. What a wonderful surprise it has been to find your windowsill. It has been such a pleasant and needed opportunity to listen to the ups and downs and strategies for a creative career through lively, informative, and candid chats. Thank you so much for offering so much inspiration and encouragement as I embark into my full-time art career. I can't wait to hear more. Signed, Carolina Elizabeth. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, that's the perfect segue into this great conversation I have today with Nicole because, you know, she is all about that. I am all about that. So you're in the right place. I also just wanted to take a moment. I know we all have things we're going through and I just want to take a moment to shout out to those of you out there who just are having to take a minute and a deep breath and reassess. And there's a few of you and maybe you know exactly who I'm talking about, but I'm talking to you. Just if you can listen to these podcasts and find a moment to focus on you and something positive and feel that energy running through you, then maybe that can be a balm and a solve and a tiny bit of healing for the things that are showing up for you today. I'm sending an extra special giant hug over to Scotland today for a friend of mine who I know can do good things and I know will. 
Nicole, as I said before, is a multi-passionate creative. She's a middle-aged first-time mama, but I certainly would never refer to her as middle-aged. That's her words. Imposter syndrome warrior, Korean barbecue connoisseur, and the CEO and creative director at Dear Handmade Life. Nicole's desire to help other creatives pursue their dream businesses and discover the joy of making led her away from her own handmade business and into teaching, consulting, running her own workshop studio, and eventually co-founding Dear Handmade Life in 2007, way back then. Now she connects, educates, and shortens the learning curve for other creatives by sharing what she's learned through the Dear Handmade Life events, life craftcation con- like Craftcation Conference, the Patchwork Show, and Camp Dear Handmade Life. She also has a blog and a podcast. I'm going to read this again, Katie, because I kind of chew it all up. Nicole's desire to help other creatives pursue their dream businesses and discover the joy of making led her away from her own handmade business and into teaching, consulting, running her own workshop studio, and eventually co-founding Dear Handmade Life all the way back in 2007. Now she connects, educates, and shortens the learning curve for other creatives by sharing what she's learned through the Dear Handmade Life events like Craftcation Conference, The Patchwork Show, and Camp Dear Handmade Life. She also has a blog that's full of amazing things and a podcast as well. She is doing all she can to get great things to you. Nicole has a BA and an MA in English from San Francisco State and a dual PhD in crafting to keep your sanity and badass business skills from the school of life. So get ready for this one. I just love talking to Nicole. Her podcast is described as living a creative life filled with intention and purpose. And she certainly sets the stage for all of us to do that. And she, like me, and these are her words, but they could be mine as well, which is another reason I love her. She's all about helping other people create intentional creative careers. So I just love how Nicole shows up honestly and really shows up for all of you. So take a listen. Here is Nicole Stevenson. I am so happy that you're here today, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me on this sunny summer day. Me too. I'm very happy to be here. I feel like this conversation is a long time, a long time coming. (laughs) I do too. I do too. Nicole and I connected at way back in 2013 at the lovely alt summit when it was still in Salt Lake city. Yeah. I think that was my first, my first one. And, um, yeah, (laughs) it was, it was wild. Interesting. It was wild and interesting. Have you been back many times? Um, I went to one more after that. And then, and then that was one more in Salt Lake city, I think the next year. And then, that was kind of it for me. Yeah. I did it one more time too, which was the last thing I did before COVID with my sister again. Oh, wow. Wow. I know it was a little trippy to do to, it was so different, you know, in Palm Springs, still great. And so many, so many great connections, but I'm so happy to be reconnected with you because as I was digging into all your things, um, before talking to you, I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. We stand for all the same things, the, the creative people. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I, I, when you, when you talked about us meeting at all, I, all I remembered was meeting someone, meeting someone, but a set of really cool sisters. <laughs> so even all I remembered is that you were cool from back then. So. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. So I love that your first business was at eight years old. Mine, mine was about the same, but do you feel like you, you were fully supported in just being your creative self all the way along? Yeah. And I, I feel like I didn't really have an option. I didn't really have a choice. It was just 
who I was and um I was already I was already outcasted and already othered yeah. so it didn't really matter there wasn't mm. anything that I could do that was going to put me in the position of othering where I feel like mm. some people maybe have to break away from how people see them or what's expected of them to be their fully realized creative selves I didn't have that because I was already weird. <laughs> I was, I was already not like, not like the other kids. So there wasn't anything that I had to risk, you know, like I'm going to risk being a weird dork by being artistic. I was already a weird dork. So it just, it just kind of happened that way. It's so interesting to think about it that way, because I think, I mean, certainly I, I mean, my kid isn't in middle school right now and granted we've missed the most of it because of COVID, but oh my goodness, it's such a time of finding, you know, if you're creative and you're, or you're trying to be a certain way growing up, but Fortunately, we can find solace or friends or our own weirdness or whatever in that creative space. And, you know, we don't know how much of a gift it is at the time, I don't think. No. And I, I mean, we were talking about before, before you hit record and we were <laughs> just couldn't stop talking. Yeah. We were talking about um, posting on Instagram and social media. And I have always kind of pushed against social media and had a love hate relationship to it. But once I started thinking it, thinking of it, and this was only recently, <laughs> and yeah. I've been, I've had my own businesses for over 20 years of thinking of it instead as an obligation and instead as an opportunity, mm. everything kind of switched for me. You know, mm. I've, I've always felt like it was this obligation, but I thought of it as an opportunity here. I'm going to draw it into what we were just talking about as an opportunity for us to connect with other people like us, other creatives to, you know, find those other, those other people who feel other, you know, and yeah. once I started thinking of it that way as an opportunity, it kind of changed it for me. You know, it's such a dichotomy because we see, because it's visual, right. And we're so visual creatives, but then all of a sudden to, to get ourselves out there, we need to show up, which when we're other, that's not always the easiest thing. And I, I, again, we, this, I'm glad you brought this up because this is a really important conversation. I think, um, I was looking at Nicole's Instagram and I started kind of at the top and there's, I just love it when I'm, I can get to know the person that I'm looking at through how they stand up for others, which you so do. And then with your beautiful son, Luca, and then I was going down, I was like, look at how wait a minute, where'd she start? Look, you can see where you started to show up. You can see just after Luca was born, how you started to show up really honestly and yourself. And, and, and I feel so much the same in that is like, it's so much easier for me to lift other people up and put their work forward or whatever. But then when I'm on somebody's feet, I'm looking for, I'm looking for them as well. So you really do that so well. You brought up such an important point is for us to ask ourselves what attracts us to other people's feeds and not in a way of like, let me steal their marketing secrets, but in a way of, you know, how can I connect with my community? How can I engage? Like, how do I engage with others? Like, what are people, you know, what is happening there? And that is one of the things that went through my mind, you know, that I was thinking aside from taking like I love taking online courses <laughs> and Me aside too. from taking my umpteenth online course <laughs> about, you know, branding and marketing and social media and all of those <laughs> things, it was like, you have to show up. Like you personally have to post pictures of yourself. It needs to be you. And, I, and I'm always just like, yeah, that's for other businesses. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's just like me following the advice that I give to other creatives when I coach them. Oh, <laughs> that. You know, <laughs> cobbler's kid has no shoes situation. Yes. So. I um, have a friend who, for her 100 day thing, showed up live for 100 days. And I was like, wow, that's a good, brave one. That's a lot. And how did it, like, what changed for? Well, her, her willingness, I think. And then how people saw her. She was mentioning the other day that it was maybe helpful to weave other things in like a hundred days in a row is a lot. But I just think for some of us getting over that, go over that hurdle of don't just show up because you have a beautiful thing to show or a specific thing to say, you know, just show up as your real self, which you were mentioning you, you did really real, you know, in ways that you never thought you would. And I just totally commend you for that. And okay, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Am I going to pop onto your feed right now and start <laughs> start pointing out where you need to show up more? Oh, it, I mean, I just, I really thought about like what feeds, what am I connecting with? Yeah. You know, why am I not giving that to my people? Well, you, you know? are so full of great advice for creatives and for your people, let's just say. And I really feel like you know who those people are and you have for, for a, a long time. And because of that, they are, you're magnetic and they are attracted to you and you've done such great things for the community. And I, um, ever since I met you and heard about craftcation, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get there. And then Emily McDowell and Carrie and I, like, I remember one time they were going, it's just, you do so many things with Dear Handmade Life and all of it, the patchwork show to bring people together. And you have for, like you said, 20 years. So like, how did you sort that out? Or how did you work through that and say, this is going to be, let's just do it, you know, cause you were doing it before a lot of other people were. Uh, I don't know if I was consciously making those decisions, but I do remember I was living in San Francisco where I went to school and uh, working on my thesis for my um, for my first master's degree in, in writing. That was what I studied in school, English and writing. And uh, my computer crashed and I freaked out and <laughs> took off my pants and threw them out the window of my busy San Francisco street apartment. Oh my gosh. I lived there then, too. I can relate um, to that. And then calmed down and looked at the <laughs> from my pants. Cause they were really cute. And, and you had to go get them. I didn't see them, oh, no. but I did see like a guy walking down the street, like a, the proper term now is unhomed, like an unhomed person walk, walking down the street and he, like carrying something that was like the same color as my pants. So I ran down the street in my slip and was just like, give me back my pants. And um, my friend was in the window of my apartment and she was like, they're in the tree. And like, he didn't have my pants. They were in the tree. He was just holding something the same color. So I went back in my apartment and I was like, okay, something's wrong in my life right now. I just freaked out really bad. I chased someone down the street. For my pants. <laughs> yeah, what's happening here? And I reevaluated everything. And um I had been like I had started painting with that with that friend of mine. We were waitresses together, and after work, we would go to her apartment in the tenderloin and like hang out on the floor. Nice. Um, it was a little studio with a Murphy bed. And oh, so we would wow. hang out on the floor and like drink beer and eat pizza and paint. And um and I just really loved painting and I felt really uh, bummed out by my, by my prospects with my creative writing degree of teaching, which I was teaching mm-hmm. at that time. You know, I was a graduate student teaching undergraduates, but I just I had people in my classes that were like my age now. And I yeah. was like in my twenties yeah. and they were talking about, you know, they were writing nonfiction about these like intense lives and they had gone through so much. And I was, 
thinking, I'm not in the position. I don't have enough life under my belt to teach these people. I need to go get some life under my belt. And uh, that was wise of you. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was, I don't know if it was wise so much as me being like, look, you're smarter than me. And I'm, and I'm the teacher right now. Something's wrong here. So I uh, went down, went down to LA with that friend of mine and we sold our paintings on the Venice beach boardwalk and moved in with her sister to this tiny little apartment in Hollywood where we didn't have air conditioning. And so did you guys just say, let's make a big change. Yeah. I mean, we had, she was an artist and she said, you know, I, I heard from someone that you can go sell your art on the boardwalk in Venice beach. And there's tons of tourists there and you don't need a permit. And it's totally free. Yep. And my sister is going to let us crash on her couch. And we were just like, let's do it. F it. You know, like, let's totally. do it. Rent, rent it a U-Haul, put all our stuff in storage, moved into this tiny little apartment with there yep. were three or four other girls in this one bedroom apartment. <laughs> Love it. I, I know about the beanbag story. Yeah. And I, that was when I slept on the beanbag and all of that stuff. And then um, I just kept telling myself during that time, like, I want to make a living doing something. I didn't say make a living. I want to pay my rent because that was all I could think about at the time mm. was paying rent. That was making my whole living. I want to pay my rent yeah. doing something creative. And I just kept repeating that to myself, not really realizing that it was a mantra. Wow. <laughs> you know, there you just, go. That was what I wanted. And that was what happened. So I started my clothing line. Um, you know, I sold out a bunch of flea markets and the boardwalk and all that stuff and kind of like uh, earned my stripes there, you know, like figured out, figured out what to do and then started selling at trade shows and got reps and had a clothing line carried, you know, at a lot of hundreds of stores all over the yeah. world. And then um, it just wasn't doing it for me anymore. Cause then you have to show up and make all those things for all those hundreds. of Yeah. Stores. And I was just kind of done. Like I took it as far as I wanted to take it. I ended up having like a big company want to buy my company and they wanted to like hire me to just do the creative part. And I was like, this doesn't, I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, you don't want to do any of this actually. We're so time, paralleled there. Yep. Time to time to figure out what your next step is. And I just, I just kept thinking about you know, how I wanted to pay my rent doing something creative and seeing mm-hmm. all these people who, you know, saw what, saw what I did. Like when I would be selling at the flea market, they would come up to my booth and say, Oh, I wish I could do this. I wish. I could. And I'm like, you can, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I did it. You can do it too. And we spend all of our time at work, like all of our waking hours are at work, you know? And if you don't like your job and I have, you know, and people very close to me who don't like their jobs and they're, I just don't get how you can like your life. So I just, that's kind of my thing is I want to help people like their life through, you know, being intentional in their, in their career, whatever that is, it might not necessarily even be starting your own business. Right. You know, like we have somebody um, on our team, Katie, Katie Mack, and she works for me, but she's very independent in her job, very self-managed and very creative. And she's super happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like she has her own business, but she doesn't have any of the risk part. I carry all right. of that. She yeah. gets to, you know, help me come up with ideas and figure things out and do all of that stuff. So that's just as good as, or if not better, you know, it's about figuring out what you want and then finding a place or- where you can be that person. Yeah. And not being complacent and just saying like, this is how it is. So this is how it must be. It it doesn't have to be like that. This is it. I think so many of us, well, we get into that rut where it's like, well, I went to school for this, or I took that class or somebody said I should be, or, you know, 
society says this or that and and creative too like you you really worked hard to get that product out and get that corner space and you know do those things but then you something inside you said I don't want to change it's not creative anymore you know because there does come that point where when you're big enough you (laughs) it's not creative anymore so I love that you are were honest with yourself enough along the way or listened to your gut and said what it what does living creatively look like for me and how can I do that for other people and we have to do that all the time because the answer is going to change it's not that you ask yourself that question and I'm like okay Nicole it's Monday (laughs) like what's, you know, like, what's my idea of success? Okay. Let me just etch that in stone, you know, like <laughs> above my bed, because this is going to be it forever. This is it forever. Who? I mean, I, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not how it is. It's a constant, sometimes exhausting reassessment <laughs> of what your idea of success is, you know, how you want to go after that, how that fits into whomever you're living your life with, whether it's your kids or a partner or, you know, family members you're taking care of or your pets. Like, you know, we have those other commitments too, that we have to consider too. I, I think, I think we do. We do. I mean, it's easy to say, go do this now or just do it or live your best life. But you, there's a lot to consider, you know, there, there is. And I mean, as, as much as I'm like dreamer person, I'm also like super practical. You know, I'm the person that has like a journal next to a spreadsheet. (laughs) Like that's, that's who I am, but that is how these big dreams happen. Like you have to get them out and then you have to like take the practical style down. It's almost like, like when I was in writing school, one of my favorite writers is this guy, Raymond Carver, and he writes these really beautiful short stories. And um, he had an editor named Gordon Lish. So anyway, Raymond Carver, he w- he has passed away and he was like an alcoholic smoker person, just like these gorgeous, sad stories. And he would write all the stories and then Gordon Lish, the editor would come in and edit everything. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's. It's like that. We have to get all of those beautiful dreams, that beautiful story, that beautiful everything out. And then we need our analytical, logical mind to come in and be the Gordon Lish of our dreams and like (laughs) edit out, figure out, you know, make it practical. It's so true. And I love how, well, we'll get to that later, but the people who inspire you are all authors. I I love that about you. I think though, too, we come from generations of people before us that did that one job and they did, you know, so many people I talked to on this program say I did that myself included. I didn't go to art school because I wanted to go to art school, but the thought was I should get a well-rounded education in air quotes, you know? So it felt like I never did quite do what I wanted to. So then you're, you're figuring it out. And as a creative, like you said, you're always figuring it out. But I think giving ourselves permission to say, okay, I've tapped out this vein of whatever, and I need to, I need to start something different. I need, or I need to take it a new way, or I need to, you know, do something. And I love how you show up for creatives because also we don't all have the ability to look at the spreadsheet and the journal at the same time. We don't all think that way. So when there are great resources from people like you or, and and places to gather and places to meet more people like us and places to network and find our people or sisterhood community, then we can start to, it's amazing what comes out of that. And I know that's, that's a big theme of yours, just that community, because look what you've created. 
Uh, yeah. And I wouldn't have any of the things that I have without my community. And, you know, when I was talking about those early days of living in that apartment in Hollywood, I had my friend that I had moved down with her name's Paige and um, she's still doing creative stuff. She runs a, a gallery for people with de developmental dis disabilities uh, in Chinatown. It's called um, Tierra del Sol. So if you're ever in Chinatown, go check it out. So yeah, Paige was she was the, she was my community. I would not have been able to do that unless, you know, we could cry on each other and say, did we just make the biggest mistake of our lives? You know, okay, let's talk through this together. Or, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about taking my paintings and, you know, putting them on canvases and sewing them onto purses. Like I just made this one. What do you think? Okay, great. But like change this or this. So I had that and I saw the value in that and how I wouldn't have been able to do any of that unless I had that. So, I mean, I didn't even realize until we're talking about this right now, how much that inspired me to want to build that for other people mm -hmm. because creatives, we are, we are working alone. Creative work is solo. You know, you don't write a novel with someone normally, <laughs> right? You know, you don't paint a painting with someone right. generally it's a solo situation, but you need, you need that community. You do. And I, and I think what you've done just so naturally I mean, people were so excited when I say we're, I don't mean like it's ended, but we had that break. We had that COVID break, but craftcation or anything like that would happen where, you know, you can be around people that are like you, like that appreciate the same things. I know for me, when I really got that, it was, I showed at wholesale shows as well. And um, I had a product and then I sold product for other people. And I would, I quickly realized that the people at that show that I'd see you know, whenever I showed up in New York or San Francisco or wherever it was, those were my people because we were going through the same things together yet separately. And they understood me more than a lot of people that I saw every day. They understood me in a different way because we were going through the same things. And that's, that's what that our community is. It, it brings us together because you aren't painting a painting with somebody else. I mean, maybe sometimes for fun, but you know, where do you weave in the support part and the building each other up. And you've done that for other people for, you know, decades. It's pretty fantastic. It's so interesting to hear you distill my life back to me because it's totally one of those things where you don't see yourself, you know, mm -hmm. the way that other people see you. Like I'm hearing you talk about how I'm this community builder and, you know, how I give great advice, you know, to, to creatives. And I'm in this transition phase right now too, where I'm, I don't know what my, what like my next step is. I, I do, I don't know exactly the how yet. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about who I've evolved into. Cause I think you, we hold on to our old stories, do. you know, and I think right now I'm still holding on to the story that I am, you know, Nicole of craftcation and patchwork show, and I'm holding on to it really tight. So I'm not like making room for my next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't want to do those things anymore because I do, but I just want my role to be different in them to make room for something else. And I know that I have to like loosen that grip up a yeah. little bit or else I'm, or else the next thing isn't going to come. <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to be able to grab it. It's really tricky because especially, you know, we, you and I are also similar in another way where we birthed our jobs or had, had our jobs define us and we defined not to find us, but you know, they do as well. And then later in life we had kids, you know, yeah. you had Luca and I had Cooper 
way after I had built many businesses and thought that's what I was going to just keep doing. And and so then the, the perspective really changes because you're seeing it through a whole different filter. Yeah, I think that there are definitely pros and cons to being an old mom, as I, as I call it. I think I was 43 when I had when I had Luca, obviously like the physicality Round of, of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> yeah. The physicality of it is definitely like a con. I feel like of just feeling that, you know, my, I was on bed rest when I was pregnant yeah. and, you know, just all kinds of not bounce. I feel like when you're younger, your body just bounces back faster and all of those kinds of things, but also pros in that, like you're forced to be physical, but I, I, when I was going through the infertility process and for those seven years of trying to get pregnant, like pretty much not a day went by that. I wasn't like, you idiot, you should have had a baby first and then did your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, what? you did it backwards. But now that I'm on the other side of it, of course, I feel like everything happened, happened the right, the right way for me. If you were meant to, you would have, I mean, not to sound completely cliche, but no, it's true. You were so busy doing your thing. And, and, yeah. and, and it, and I think it's magnified when it's so hard to get the the goal that you really want, but there's something I'm, how old is, is he a year, two year? He's uh 18 months. He's 18 months. Gosh, he's gorgeous. My Cooper's 13. And I, <laughs> the it's, you know, it's a lesson every day, but the cool thing about it too, is being an older mom is all people don't know how old you are. They're like, Oh, we have a kid the same age. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And you could be my daughter. <laughs> especially when you're like a person like us that's like kind of funky looking yeah like they don't know like in it's a suit mystique nicole yeah. get yeah. ready for a whole new because you mm-hmm. then you you get this group of friends that's like they don't really know how old you are but you're you know it's super it just again it makes you feel old and keeps you young at the same time it's pretty cool so i just am so i love seeing you unfolding into that, you know, and just looking on your Instagram, because that's where I, I'm, I'm just re-knowing you now, but I'm looking for <laughs> many more conversations. But, you know, it's just when you're thinking about what life looks like and there are, now there's, you know, your family is bigger. So all of that comes into play. And so then in turn, your advice to others, which you do give generously is, it has just a different dimension, but then like you, like you were saying, which got us into this path, what next, you know, what do you do with that? And, and it'll be really cool to see. And I, I'm sure you have, you know, things up your sleeve that I want to hear about what, <laughs> what that's starting to look like. I think that it's starting to look like how you were describing me. It's starting to look at me. Uh, I've been kind of a curator and a coordinator yep. of these, of events and experiences and realizing that I actually have a lot, a lot of stuff to, to share that could be helpful for people. So I think that it looks like that. So me, me doing more, doing more of that, doing more of sharing my insights and my stories and my teaching. I love to teach. I mean, that was Mm. what I was planning on doing in school. And I, we did this event this summer called Camp Dear Handmade Life and it was a virtual summer camp themed experience okay. for creatives. And it, it went really, it was way better than I anticipated. Um, it looked like, it just looked so great. I love how you, you know, divided people into cabins and, and yeah. <laughs> really made, you made it so, it seemed like from looking from the outside in that 
like who wouldn't want that? Cause you're, you're bringing back that here's a community, but you're not, we're helping you with that. And you're going to get to do all this other stuff as well. Yeah. And I, I actually, I pair put people together in the cabins and ask people a series of questions. And then, um, I printed out a little card for each for each camper that had their answers to these questions on it, like color coded. Wow. So that I could map. And then I had a big blank wall in my house and matched everybody up into cabins that way. And wow. it went, it went really, really well. I, I was in a cabin too. <laughs> so, and I didn't, I didn't, I put myself in the cabin at the very end. So I matched the people together and then was like, Oh, they need a, they need a cabin like leader. So I'll be their person. And it was a great, it was such a great experience. Uh, one of the things when we talked about Camp Your Hand Me Life is we said, you're going to make these like, you know, in real lifestyle connections online and it's going to be, you know, your new besties. And at one point I asked Katie, like, what if we can't pull this off? You know, and yeah, you, yeah. I was like, what if we're just really great marketers? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was like, well, we have to pull this off. We have to make this happen. And so the first day of my cabin meeting, when everybody was connecting and people were crying and laughing and doing all the things you want them to do. Yeah. I was like, okay, we did it. You know, like this is working, but the, the two kind of hearts of that experience was the, the cabins, you know, the virtual cabins that people were paired into. And then this course that I created about goal getting Yes, and it really was kind of my two favorite things, which are <laughs> practical and mindset together. Mm -hmm. So there were six weeks of coursework, each with a different theme and putting that together and helping people, you know, work on their mindset to yep. be in a place where they feel like they're enough to go after their goals and then helping them do all these different exercises to uncover what their goals are and then have, and then teaching them how to take those goals and break them down into little tasks and schedule them and do all of that to bring the practical side in was just, it just filled me with fire and passion and excitement and all of those things that you want to feel. I mean, every day I would wake up and just like, I mean, I couldn't get to my computer fast enough mm -hmm. to start working on that. And um, so, yeah, I think you know, my next, what I'm going into is more, more work like that. But in the meantime, I have to, you know, re-strategize my current business so that I have time to do that, which is fine. And that's what I'm working on now is like I'm working with a business strategist, you know, who came in and like is breaking down my business and helping me figure out like what I need to do so that I can, you know, do this other stuff too, because I still, I don't want to let, I don't want to leave Right. Right. You know, I, I, because it, this work that we're doing, I feel like is too important. So I don't want to just be like, bye, I'm going on to this next thing. I want to set this up to, to keep going and keep supporting our community too. Well, they really, they really go together. I've been offering with my friend, Natalie courses and mindset kind of things. And when, when you really stop, because I've been doing a lot of that work myself. And when you really stop and pay attention to the why and why you're doing it. I mean, I say that lightly, but that's a big question, right? And, and if you're goal setting you and you're doing mindset work, you have to dig in. And the cool thing is when you dig in and you can reach that like aha moment for yourself and then do it again and do it again, then guess how, what? Cause that completely goes back and connects back to, you know, 
dear handmade life or whatever it is. It's like, then what you're making or what you're, what you choose to make after doing that work is more gorgeous than ever. Cause the purpose is real. So it, it all will, it all connects for you. I can't wait for all these people. Yes. To do <laughs> because it's just, you're giving them the gift of what you've been figuring out for yourself instead of here, I've made this bag, which I know that goes way back, but then, and, oh, I've done all this work because I'm a, an evolving human and, and we're going to help you do that too. And like, who doesn't want that? Yeah. And well, one of the ways, one of the things that I am sure that we're going to do in this new kind of this, this next thing is we're taking our community and kind of making it more, uh, formed, I guess that's, that's a weird word, but basically we're going to have Dear Handmade Life, the club, and it's going to be a community for creatives to get that mindset, the support, the account, the accountability. We'll have monthly classes. We're going to have a creative business book club. So we'll be like reading a book together. Oftentimes I'm going to be trying to get the author depend, you know, depending on who it is. We're going to have an online community, accountability, partner hookups, all kinds of things so that you can have that that community that I was lucky enough to fall into with my friend, with my friend Paige, that will, we're, we're get creating that for you. So um, this is such a natural next step for you. And I'm sure th- your people listening are going like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> How do I find out more? Because especially after camp this summer, it must've just felt like the natural next step. And then you do, you yeah. can recreate your page years, which never end. Right. So yeah, when, when <laughs> we're does still it hanging out, Paige and I are still <laughs> hanging out. So what, what's that going to look like? When does it, how do people so find out? It's going to, um, it's going to open up in, I think it's September 15th. Yeah. It's going to open up September 15th and, uh, people will be able to register only for, two weeks. So you can, there'll be a two week window in which you can join because everything is going to start on October 1st. So on October 1st, you know, that's when, uh, the monthly business business class or panel or interview will happen. You know, the book club's going to start the online community. We're going to have, uh, office hours, mentorship, like group mentorship with me, uh, a membership directory. Our members will also get early access to, craftcation and and all of our other things too which is good because this craftcation we have the least tickets ever <laughs> available so um that'll it'll probably be a short registration window for craftcation too so yeah that'll start September 19th and if anybody's listening is interested you can head to dearhandmadelife.com and just sign up for our mailing list and you'll get information there or follow us on Instagram dearhandmadelife because you know we are, us creatives are so always there announcing everything there <laughs> on Instagram. So I'm so excited for you. Does this feel like, is this one of those things that like you can't wait to turn on the computer for? Yeah, I'm very excited about it. In fact, um, I just designed, you know, the landing page for it and all the graphics and the branding and everything. And it was like, I did it so quickly that I was like, is this, is this gross? Like, That's when you know it's right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, send it to Katie and I'm like, okay, it's been 30 seconds. You haven't responded. I'm <laughs> like, is this disgusting? What's going on? And she's like, I love it. It's perfect. It's wonderful. But I think sometimes when you have that like excitement and you've already, you've already kind of created it in your head that when you sit down to do it, you're not starting from zero, you know, you've already done 
so much, so much of the work up here and plus in the past to get there. I think it's kind of like that, you know, I think it's like that Ira Glass thing about putting in all of those, you know, 10,000 hours or whatever. Yeah. I'm starting to finally see that now after 20 years, <laughs> you know, after 20 <laughs> years, I'm starting to see like, oh, I have an idea for something and I'm sitting down and putting together this branding and this landing page. And it's actually turning out cute and like what I want it to look like instead of being like, Ugh, you know, yeah. what next? Uh, yeah. Uh, see, isn't that a good feeling? You've, you've yeah. earned your space here. Yeah, it is a good feeling. What was your business that you had when you were young? Like your first business? When oh you were my young? goodness. There was a cut. Co- there were a couple, my friend, Stephanie and I, we were the, <laughs> the terrific tease because her last name, her last name was Tan. Ta- sorry. That's my last name. My last name was Tanto. Hers was Thompson. And we had this y- little yellow, you know, we printed it on a four by six card and it, I still have one somewhere. She does. And it says the terrific tees and it had a little rainbow with little clouds at the end. And we, we helped, we were kind of mother's helpers and we went to dinner. We helped at dinner parties and made things and served and, you know, did all that stuff. And then we, there was, we were just always making things and I would do graphics. I would do graphics for people, you know, design their whatever Christmas cards or newsletters or <laughs> seventh and eighth grade. This was, you know. Wow. And are you still friends with, what was your friend's Stephanie, name? Stephanie, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Stephanie Thompson mayor now. Yes. And you talk about those, what did she end up doing something creative or entrepreneurial? Yes, she, she did. She, we, but we went slightly different ways, but they were all creative business kind of things. And she makes beautiful things in collaboration with other people and beautiful, creates beautiful spaces and jewelry. And she, she just loves the fine, gorgeous, beautiful creativity. And she surrounds herself with that. But she was always the ideator of the, like my mom would say as a mother would, if Stephanie told you to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, that was the mom thing. <laughs> would you? And I'd be like, well, yes, I would. Because it would be gorgeous and fun. And- <laughs> She'd have beautiful handmade capes for us to wear when we jumped off the bridge. So we we did. We had many wonderful times and we still do. But she lives too far away. But yes, it's it's important to have those those threads in your life. And I, I just always I've always been entrepreneurial, too. And I and I realized after making so many of my own things that that was hard. It was hard to, to keep the momentum and keep the joy there. And I, I so much more enjoyed helping other people get their art further. So that's, I mean, we're very similar in, in a lot of ways and I can't wait to check back in. I'm so joining. I mean, you, ha- yeah. I have a creative community too with Natalie that's, that's just recently launched and I, and I, and I, um, I like you, you know, I love to take the classes and things, but I, there's no, there's never enough, right? Of create. If you can get creative community and you can find your people in different ways, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see, cause you've been, put, this has been being born for 20 years. Like it, this is, it's just yeah. such a great next step. I yeah. Love and it. it's just, it's going to keep, keep evolving, you know, as, as time goes on. Well, I you know, wanna... there was something, there was something you were just saying that I want to go back to real yeah. quick. You were saying you know, when you were making your own things, it was hard and, and you wanted to basically help other, help other people. And I think that's so important that you recognized that. And you use that word, like it was hard because when something is hard, that's like a sign that we need. It's like everything's saying, pay attention. Like, why is this hard? Is this hard because you don't have the skills, you don't have the resources. You're not supposed to be doing this. You don't like doing it. Like what, what is the answer here? And 
I felt, I felt the same way. Another like millions of parallels between us. And then, and I look at other makers, like I'm thinking of this one girl right now. Um, her name is Annika and she has this line called Hey Mavens. And it's like, like cotton bralettes and underwear for people mm. who are like extra, extra, extra small to extra, 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 extra large. I mean, she goes up to like, I think 10 X and does custom. So and I see she was a craftcation attendee and I've seen her business you know, evolve and change, but I see she's been doing it for a long time and she's like, so freaking excited every day. And so like being able to like, you know, she came to craftcation, did that like turn her business, you know, from what, what she dreamed it could be into what it, into what it is. Absolutely not. But was that like one piece of the puzzle? Absolutely. So to be able to be a piece in somebody's puzzle of like, getting them to the point when they like wake. Cause I wake up in the morning and I am so excited to work. Like it's so great. probably bad. <laughs> like how excited I am. Like, I'm like, I can't wait for my son to take a nap so that I can work. Like I just, that's am excited. we, well, that's the goal of life. I mean, you know, I love that quote, you know, your work should be what you do when you procrastinate. So if we can do what we'd love to do, I love that. what we, what lights us up, if we can find a way to make us make it, if you're not doing that, I know you have to pay the rent, but if there's a, if there's a whisper of something you can do that you can enjoy, please, please go that way right now. <laughs> please. It's so worth yeah. it. It's and it's so not to it. say like, you know, you want to be a painter and you're going to start painting and buy a yacht and a mansion. No, I mean, it might be, you're going to start painting and you're going to have to Airbnb a room in your house, you know, to make up for that, for the extra money that you're not making or, you know, whatever other sacrifice that you're going to have to make, but it's your job to decide what's worth it to you. Cause it's kind of like, you know, those, those of us who are partnered up, uh, I don't know anybody who is like, Oh, my partner is a hundred is a hundred percent everything that I want. No, there's always going to be a compromise there. So I guess I'm trying, I guess what I'm saying is you can't have it all, but like you kind of can, but it's just not going to be exactly having it all 24 hours a day. Right. You pick the things that matter the most. Yeah. Pick the things that matter the most that are going to feed you in a way that some things you don't want to compromise on. Like I will have left jobs, etc., because I I will not I will not work for people who aren't kind or who, you know. I so there's you know there's things that we'll do and we don't. But if there's that little thing for you that you can do, and get up and love your job like Nicole does, or love what you're going to do that day, go do it. No. <laughs> yeah, please <laughs> let us help you too. <laughs> let us help you for sure. Oh my gosh. I know you have to go. I could talk to you for another uh, hour for sure. So let's do this again. For sure. I'm gonna, I would I'll love have, it. I'll have you on my podcast. So, so, Perfect. We can, so we can do this again. Then we'll have to like pick a time to hang out. I, so. I would love that. And I just found out Nicole lives uh, pretty much down where I grew up. So we can do that for sure. Yeah. Um, who's inspiring you real quick? Can you give me a couple? Uh, well, I'm very obsessed with Gay Hendricks right now. He is a, he wrote this book called The Big Leap that Carrie, our, our mutual friend, Carrie Chapin, um, gave to me. And I'm very excited because I'm going to interview him on my podcast. Oh, yes, so that's so that great. That was like a moment of, I mean, Ooh. I told my husband, like, you know, he's been on Oprah. So basically I'm me and Oprah are like yes. best friends now, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's, um, he's super inspiring me and. I'm, I'm very, for the first time in my life, I'm concerned about money. I think it's because I have a son now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like 
following some random people. I can't even think of the name of any on Instagram that um, talk about like female investing and stuff like that. So I'm starting to think about that. And I'm like, um, so I guess that's not a person that's inspiring, inspiring me. It's a thing that's inspiring. That's a really good thing to, that's something that's hard to um, come to terms with often. So that's a good one to hear you say as well. It's a good reminder. Yeah. And if anybody out there is feeling that kind of that they have financial mindset issues, I would really recommend uh, this book called Overcoming Under Earning by Barbara Stanny mm. or anything that she's that she's written. I think that's that's a good. Oh, list. yeah. There's there's one other lady that I'm very interested in right now. Her name is Tara Swart, and she wrote this book called The Source, and she's a neuroscientist and a doctor. And she talks about basically the scientific side of positive thinking and like mindset. So I really like because I'm like the dreamer in the spreadsheet person. I really like, I want to see if somebody's going to tell me like, visualize this. I'm like, okay, I want to see the studies. I want to see the evidence. Like, I'm not going to sit down and visualize because you tell me to like, give me some percentages and some data here. And that's kind of back this up. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, Nicole, thank you so much. I really can't wait to talk to you more. I, I just feel like our paths are, um, certainly aligned if, if yeah, just to start there. Um, and I'm excited for all the people that you touch and all the many more that are, you know, just about to be in your, in your sphere. So. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on. I, this was completely awesome. Thank you too. I was really happy to be able to have this time with you this morning and and go grab that day and I'll talk to you again. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantowstudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.